0: Did you know that you can just start writing TV? Like you don't need to be good or anything. You can just, they just let you do it.
1: Yeah, they will just let you do it. Huh? Um, anyway, um, yeah, we, we we said we were going to continue after the pub quiz, but then uh, I was suddenly struck down with a case of the incredibly dizzies, um, and so we had a little sleep, and then we've carried on today. So, don't worry, um, we're
0: we're still pretty hard done by. Uh, the endurance maintains. Uh, well, let's let's jump right into it. Mm. Uh, we came fourth at the pub quiz, by the way. We had a pretty good team name. We did. Um, it was he would do anything for love, but he won't get vaxed. Yeah. So um, little, yeah, little was... if you want if you want to date when this podcast is yeah. being recorded, it's when meatloaf dying is still timely. Uh, it's either gonna be that or a joke about a fuckable M and M. Oh, I didn't even consider that. Uh, I know. Yeah. Um, well, I think that would have been
1: too beyond the um, like the the crowd there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been too advanced.
0: Well, um, you know how at the end of uh, the last block, Aisha Tyler, that they were going to get information from her? Yeah, into... they blew her up. Yeah, then, they were going to get yeah. information from her? Mm. Well, she's, in a... she's unconscious for an hour, so, you know. Yeah, she got hit over the head with a car <laughs> yes, after the bomb went off. Yeah, so like, it...
1: knocked her head off a car and, like... Uh... Uh, the car
0: was actually made out of uh, repurposed frying pans. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, It was a yeah, recycling yeah. initiative. So we'll see her in an hour. Um, most of this hour is just Navi trying to find um, Shore and Beruz. Yeah, by like threatening Shore's sister, and like <laughs> he knocks on her door, and she like opens the door on the chain, and <laughs> it's reve- just
1: doing the Kubrick stare. It is the, door. the it is the most
0: sinister face that y- that I had ever seen until we see Jack looming around a yeah. corner later. <laughs> uh, but they're both revealed sideways, so it's you know cinematic parallels to itself. Hmm. Um,
1: this episode block, by the way, I think might be my favourite episode block ever. I think it's the most batshit.
0: Oh yeah. Um, well, the, he he finds you know um, Shore's sister, and just randomly he holds her twonk at gunpoint. The twonk comes out of her room.
1: Yeah, and he he pulls a gun and is like, "Go back in the room," and he just goes back in the room and he just lets him. Yes, yeah. and then and lets him close the door. And I feel like in America, if you pointed a gun at somebody, you would not let them go into a room and close the door. Yeah, like. I- You'd want to make sure they also aren't armed, surely. Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever. Okay.
0: America is a, um, you know, very much the everyone can be at peace as long as we're all pointing guns at each other country, mm. and everyone keeps their gun in their bedroom. Mm. But then again, this isn't the Twunks' bedroom.
1: Yeah. To be fair, he doesn't know where. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And this is this has zero bearing on the like. Effectively, all this means is he he broadly knows where to find Shore mm. Agdashlu and Yeah and
1: well she just doesn't she just say uh, and like this yeah, is this fuck. is this is literally just a way of um of showing that navi is like grumpy that she's she's having an affair because the twunk isn't her husband and then like her dressing gown slips and he and like her boob falls out briefly her, her, and he's like you disgust me it's literally her, her just to show en- that he's like
0: her, her en boob
1: yeah it, it just like it's po- it's a pointless scene it's literally just there to show that like or he's a bit of a, he's, you know, he doesn't like adultery because he's religious, you know? Like,
0: but hey, not all of them are like that.
1: It's so fucked. Like, that whole that whole scene is pointless, apart from to just establish that he's, he's like a fundamentalist, I yeah. guess.
0: Um, well, speaking of them, uh, Beru goes to uh, find their Uncle Nassim uh, to get some medicine, who works in a hospital, to see if he can get some medicine for his mum.
1: Now now see listeners, you might be thinking that like Shore um Agdashlu's uh whole family moved here for some terrorism. But no, 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 it's just her. Like her uh, like it was like it was like a rapid fire of her relatives who
0: were also immigrated to the US, which rules, by the way. Um But yeah, the, the it does genuinely feel like the writers were going, and in this episode we are going to it does seem a little like we've um previously been going yes they moved here and they're trying to undermine us from the very beginning so we probably ought to at least yeah we make... ought to
1: like make it clear that the rest of her family also moved and uh... yeah,
0: make make a quiet overture to the you know there are the good ones
1: yeah like they do it really do be feeling that way like
0: um uh, uncle
1: and and yeah and and uncle nasim is a doctor and like when oh no he's a pharmacist right he's he,
0: he works in a hospital yeah and yeah that it... Nassim just then instantly calls Navi, not, but not to be like, you know, he knows, he's trying to, he, he's going like, hey, um your son just tried to procure some very... Um,
1: Strong painkillers for your, like, your wife's back, what's going on?
0: Yeah, like, is everything okay? And he's like, oh, you know, hey, and Navi's like, hey, Nassim. Thank you. I'll be right over to shoot you and take my son hostage. Mm. And, and Nassim was like, You're going to what? And he's like, It's a crackly line. I said, I'm going to shoot you and take my son hostage. And Nassim is like, Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. Well, he, he tells he tells Nassim that Baruz <laughs> has been taking drugs and so to keep him there. So, like, Nassim basically just goes, Ah, oh, it's taking me a while to dispense these meds, uh, Baruz. I'm sorry. And then, like, Baruz kind of starts to twig that something is up and runs and then, like, runs around the corner into Navi, who, like, takes him hostage.
0: Um, and Shore, uh, her number was on Powell, it was on Powell uh, the McLennan Forster guy. Uh, the guy in
1: the helicopter.
0: Yeah. The, her number was on his phone. And so they track that to a hotel room and they find her and take her in. And Jack is like, hey, I know what it feels like to have a threatened child. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, this is not the time to try and...
1: Don't tell it, her about Kim. Yeah. Let me make it worse.
0: And... Uh, and Okay, credit to Shore. She's like, um, I still entirely believe in the project. Uh you know, not a yeah. fan not a fan of uh, uh, Love Missile, Nate America, simple as.
1: Yeah, she says, I will be happy to watch the uh watch the reactors melt down. And Jack says, Surely you can't be serious. He says, so I'm, I'm
0: serious. Sh- and also my name is Shore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so she's very she's like if you can save my son, I'll help you. Um if not, you know, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile the uh, re- the reactor in San Gabriel has melted down, which we know because um we see the, the technicians, one of whom is melting.
1: Yeah, he's got he's got um Swede Mason disease.
0: Yeah. Uh he like, hey, is that time for you to um shut this down? Or like no. Yeah, like okay, then is it time for you to get out? And they're like, ah, you know nothing, smooth skin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're sat in front of the consoles, um, just being like Fucking Moscow, they always send us the shit equipment <laughs>
0: like I, I, as you know a chunk of their cheat falls off. they're like, "I can taste metal yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately, so they've evacuated San Gabriel, but not everyone's been able to get out because the mother of our boy,
1: yeah,
0: Edgar's mum is there, yeah, and she basically just is like, "Hey, Edgar." Yeah, everyone had left by the time I got outside. Um, No one can get to me in time. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna peace out. Yeah, Edgar
1: tries his very best to get someone from the National Guard to go and get her, and he does. He's like, he says to um, uh, Audrey, I think it's Audrey. He says to Audrey, he's like, if my mother was rich or a politician, you'd send someone.
0: Yeah. He's like, like, I I don't want to ask for special treatment, and she's like, Yeah, there's a lot of people need treatment, and he's like. I again, I think Edgar has just stopped like 99 well, Yeah, he stopped like 99 out of 108 yeah or however many reactors save from, his
1: mother for god's yeah. sake i think but that's he's also critical to the um the operation they
0: they keep saying throughout this episode block and he's clearly that Edgar distracted, is the best so like, they keep saying throughout this whole episode block that Edgar is the best guy
1: yeah and like he's clearly distracted because his mother's in danger like get his mother out like just even from an operational standpoint it makes sense to do that.
0: You know, well, she volunteers to rip.
1: Yeah, she's she's like rip in hell, son, Rip in hell, and then she hangs up. Well, um, she gives him a surprisingly nice speech. Actually, it was quite well written. Um, and then and then like pieces out. Yeah. We don't actually see her piece out, but we can see.
0: Yeah, um, Navi takes Beru's into the bottom of the uh, of the hospital, mm. and he then he he attaches like an N sixty four game pack. Or like a silencer to the bottom of his yeah. Phone. We
1: did joke that he'd put a silencer on his phone so that nobody could overhear him.
0: Yeah, I, I I was personally thinking that it was um so that he could have Pokemon Yellow functionality.
1: Yeah, it's like the Game Boy camera. Yeah, um, like it, it's really weird. It's like an extra. It's like it's it plugs into the charger slot and it's like this big silver tube with green lights on it. I have no idea what that's supposed to be. I assume it's just a doodad and uh, like has no real world yeah. functionality but yeah um
0: he calls he calls Marwan we haven't really mentioned Marwan um he's he, like being mentioned as the guy behind it all a lot Yeah. like we've seen him we've seen him a couple of times like we seen Navi meet him he's um uh, quite stern like english accented um sort of like middle eastern like broadly middle eastern looking chap yeah and he's uh and you say wait well don't worry. One one reactor has melted down. Even that's enough.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, and so they decide to get Jack in there to like to save Beirut, and they do so by lowering him into a laundry chute upside down. We
1: get the Rainbow Six Siege bit again. Yeah, but, we've reached the Rainbow Six Siege part of uh, of this season. We were joking that like they're now playing hostage instead of bomb. Yeah, they. Like, yeah. Like, um like Tony Almeida has like gone to the settings and gone like, Oh shit, you can just turn hostage on, that's crazy. I'm gonna play Fuse. And then you just hear Barus upstairs being like, What's that noise? And and it's all over. Yeah, and this is only funny if you've ever played Rainbow Six, but if you haven't, I show you as I show you it. it is very funny. Um
0: later later on, they need to um they have a team ready to go into a place and one of the guys is named Castle. And ooh, oh. oh, we chuckled about that. Yeah, no, we... he's
1: a defender. I you like, can't send him in as an attacker. Uh,
0: oh, this is why they've never had a Tom Clancy twenty four crossover. Yeah. Oh my god, how long until they release Jack Bauer as an operator?
1: Um, oh no.
0: Could you could get them to?
1: Oh no, one of the devs did comment on my joke about this. Yes, uh, I, I, you know, like because, yeah, because. Because I'm part of the siege community. Uh no. I will I will directly advocate against this. Anyway, um
0: Look, Um Jack ends up um he slaps Navi. He's like, he's like if you don't stop doing a terrorism, I'll slap you again. And then Beirut shoots Navi. Hmm. Uh which you know, you have a bit of a tense standoff for a second and I was like, you- do not fucking shoot Behrouz. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, Tony, Tony bursts in, Jackie's pointing his gun at him, being like, put it down, son. And Behrouz is like, I killed my dad. And, 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 and then he puts the gun down. He's like, it's okay,
0: he was a terrible dad. Yeah. Uh, meaning... There's, there's... He's out of the running for the sweepstakes. Well, no. He's, he's an early scorer. It's, I think it's entirely possible that Hella's never going to be able to overtake him. I don't know. He, but Heller has the whole rest of the day.
1: Oh, yeah, he does, yeah. He's got, like, um, he's come in strong. And he's flown too close to the sun in the in the bad dad stakes. So
0: remember, slow and steady alienates the sun. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so Shore is like, okay, um, I will now tell you everything I know, which is like one thing. And Jack is like, what the fuck? And Shore is like,
1: yeah, surprise. Bitch. Yeah, yeah. I only really knew what the address. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Here's where we planned the building. Here's where we planned the attacks. It's a building. Yeah. And it's a building with all our plans in. Yeah. And they they have all the plans. Uh. And so they look up who owned the building, because they basically had a whole floor. And the company that owns the building's chief financial officer is fucking Paul, Audrey's Australian husband. Yeah. Who, it became really evident this bit, has pointy out, sticky ears, pointy out, pointy ears, and he's Australian. And Australian, you can basically round up to it being New Zealand. Hmm. We got an elf on our hands, boys. <laughs> what? He's a, okay. He, yeah, like this is he walked off the Lord of the Rings set. Okay, all right. And they just like lassoed him. Yeah, yeah. But
1: that's our point, right? Like they wouldn't have just gotten. You remember when we were like, mm, "Feels like uh, they wouldn't have just gotten some dude in for no reason at the end of the last episode." Yeah, no, there you go. He has a purpose. No, no.
0: This is Paul's time to shine, yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: what I, do you do if you're an actor joining the Twenty Four set? Well, well, you you get tortured. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You get...
1: <laughs> it's a bunch of electric
0: wire. <laughs> yeah, Audrey goes to meet. He's like, well, I'll go talk to Paul, and um, uh, there and Jack, goes up and like meets, like, basically bursts in because Paul is like, "Hey, my wife, are we ready to reconcile?" And she's like, I'll never say." Don't know why she's a goblin.
1: Yeah, <laughs> if you could tell me my true name,
0: yeah. Well, I'll I'll reconcile if you can answer my riddles three. <laughs> riddle the first: Why is your name on the deed? <laughs> For this lease. Riddle the second: Where's the override?
1: <laughs> riddle the third: How good are you at dealing with
0: electric shock? It's riddle the third: What gets wetter as it dries? <laughs> and then Jack bursts in with a towel. Oh no. <laughs> Well, Jack does burst in and then promptly tortures Paul with a little bit of wire.
1: Yeah, like a like a wire out of like the lamp, I think. I yeah. think what he's done is he's ripped the cable out of the like bedside lamp and he's just flicking the on and off switch to like shock him. Which I feel would be No, no, he's
0: he's he's um rubbing no, he's right. rubbing he's the ends rubbing together, the wires together. Like he's trying to hotwire a car. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like the cable's really connected to anything.
1: Is he trying to spark it to,
0: like, scare him, maybe? You no, know, he, well, he sparks it to scare him, and then he jabs it into him, and he goes, like, gug, 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 yeah. like I feel like he, that
1: he, would, almost, he almost
0: has a heart attack. Gug, I gug, feel gug, like gug.
1: that would be, like, a significant shock. Like, this would not be a good form of torture. This would be a, Espe- oh, he killed him.
0: Because uh. he, he, pro- he prods him on his heart. Yeah. Like, the
1: Oh, well, well, you've killed him, kind of level of shock, you know? Well, either way, he only electrocutes him once. Yeah. Um... And then he's like, "Why don't you have a look at my laptop, fuckhead?" Uh... Yeah, he's like,
0: "Okay, maybe I maybe I sold this building." And he's like, "Oh, okay, to whom?" And he's like, "I don't know. They set stuff up through my attorneys." And Jack's like, "Oh wow, really?"
1: Well, this is embarrassing.
0: He's like, "You you'd make a deal with a guy you've never met." And yeah. And, yeah, and Audrey Hatcher <laughs> goes like, "Yeah, um, we're this, ri- yeah, we're rich. This is yeah, just that's like that's
1: what an estate agent is." Yeah. Um, I hate
0: to tell you. Yeah, it's like, Jack, I know that you don't understand what an attorney is, because you never let anyone see one. <laughs> uh, and he says, well, okay, look, here's the guy that I did the business with. And they realize that the guy that did that business is an Elias used by Marwan. Uh-oh. Who has also rented out uh, a floor in this building. Mm. Meanwhile, speaking of people not getting to see their attorney, um, Aisha Tyler has woken up. And instantly, Curtis is like, "I'm going to interrogate you." And she says, "I'd like a lawyer." And he says, "Ah, ha, yeah." I like, never ask for a lawyer. But fuck, you get this—you get this back and forth where she says, "I have rights," and he says, "Oh yeah." Well, Powell, who you're working with, had rights, and they sniped him, and they roll in Powell's corpse. <laughs> I missed this. I must have been looking away at this point. And you were, and they then like actually take the. No. Yeah.
1: I want, so I remember they the journey the going sheets. back out they... again, but I had no idea who was on it. And I was like, I, I remember like double blinking and going, okay, that's weird.
0: But it's 24, someone being dead in an interrogation room is just... Yeah. Like, <laughs> if, 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 you, if you had to stop and say, who's that? Then we'd never get anywhere. That's so funny. And she never sees her lawyer. She's like, okay, fine. We, uh... <laughs> this is your lawyer. We killed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Get him out of here. <laughs> it's like, how did you know that Powell was my lawyer? And Curtis in his head is just like, oh my God, that was an incredibly lucky guess. <laughs> Yeah, she. Then it's like, hey, well, we had a thing of leverage in just in case this exact situation happened. It's on a file on a computer in this office, Mm. which is the office space that uh, that Marwan had rented. Yeah. So So... before they're able to decrypt the file, uh, Aisha Tyler has gone there with Curtis. She gets blasted, and then Curtis is like taken hostage. Yeah. And we get a very cute sequence where Curtis effectively pretends to have been knocked out, like you know when you're six and you pretend to be asleep so that your parents will carry you up to bed. Yeah, yeah. He basically does that, but then murders the two men that are carrying him to bed. Mm. He's like, "Oh, I'm so unconscious," and they're like, "Oh, bless," and we'll we'll get we'll go and tuck you in. And as they're carrying him across the room, they're like, "Wait, hang on, what are we doing?" <laughs> Wham! Yeah, he he snaps their neck. Fuck you! Like a Yakuza game series boss fight, he then manages to like beat someone against the door.
1: Mm.
0: Unlike in Yakuza, that he doesn't then like burst the door open and go into the next stage of the boss fight because he's a coward. Uh, A
1: lot of video game references we can make with this. uh, These this episode block, to be honest. Well, quite soon. Quite soon, we will we will have the best one. I think.
0: Well, I think. Oh yes. Quite soon we'll realise that this this whole block, I started to remember what it's reminding me of. Yeah. And it's season two of twenty four. Yeah, because this
1: is just season two
0: again. You start off with a plot by, you know, the, the dastardly, you know, the, the dastardly moor, And then as you go on, it seems, oh, defence contractors... Maybe oh, oh some... maybe people in the government are involved? Yeah. Oh.
1: Oh, dealing with a, the, a, a panic after a nuclear disaster?
0: Oh. Because Curtis is like, you're American. Why are you with the terrorists? Because the goons that got him, they're all, you know, they're, they're yanks. yanks yeah. They're yanks to a man. Uh, they they end up uh, getting a little bit more information from Shoroh. Because Tony has been made the interim director of CTU.
1: It's very funny as well, because they promote him over the head of Curtis, who's like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, like, um, <laughs> like, what, what? Yeah, because uh, Bristol gets called to the clinic, and she's like, I swear to God, if it's about my daughter, because <laughs> my daughter's very Hollywood sick. If I, I, I've i been called down there a few times already, and then she's called down there again, and uh, her daughter has snuck into a side room, and, um, and Hollywood killed herself.
1: Hmm. I have a theory here that we're going to find out that there is somebody else in CTU that has killed her because there was the thing earlier where she got given meds uh, that were like she was allergic to, and I don't think those two things are an accident. I think, well, cause... either that or they have the most incompetent doctor. They've mixed up Eric and the like and the doctor, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, they they let. It seems like they um she was being watched. How did she sneak into that side room? Because we do see in like one of the split screen bits, her sneak into a side room.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, but Edgar even just goes, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. What the hell's up with that? And so it's either Edgar letting us the audience know that something's up, or it's Edgar being a mouthpiece for the frustrated writers. Yeah.
1: Um, what a boy.
0: Uh, anyway, the office. So, so, no, Tony, he says, I'm going to send Beirut to super jail. Mm. He's going to go to prison for murder and treason. And I know what it's like to be sent to prison for murder and treason. <laughs> See? as a, I, Unless you tell Tony. me everything you know. And she's like, fine. Look, Marwan, okay, we know that Marwan has the override. And they're like, oh. Um, and where would he have it? Somewhere downtown? And they're like, wait, you mean this building that Curtis just went to? And it's also being rented? She's like, yes! <laughs> uh, and so they... Jack makes his way down there, goes to the office and then meets up with Curtis. And they then have to try and find Marwan, who they only know by name, and they don't know what he looks like.
1: Yeah. Which, so they go into an office.
0: A, this is a stacked office. It's called IDS systems. Yeah. So I, I I like to imagine that this is actually the Department of Work and Pensions. Yeah. And that this is all being run by Ian Duncan Smith.
1: Yeah. They have like but there's like, Which would
0: only be marginally less evil than attempting mm, to to melt down a hundred nuclear. reactors. Is,
1: so this is an office space with like easily like
0: a hundred people on the floor, right? Cubicles everywhere. Everyone's wandering up, going around.
1: Now uh, I don't know how I would identify this dude, but I don't feel like what I would do is wander around the office space and look for anyone who looks maybe vaguely Middle Eastern.
0: Like, if only to- if-, if only Tony was here. We we joked also that um, there being Tony and there being Curtis who basically do the same job. By season five, they both go in the transporter at the same time, like in that episode of Voyager, and they come out as the actor Tony Curtis. <laughs> Like Jack's attempting to you know, get him to you know breach a door on three. He's like, on three, one, two, and then Curtis just starts doing a bit from some like at heart. And he's like, I'm a man like not now, Tony <laughs> Yeah Ed. So they like we've seen Marwan. So we know what he looks like, and they just keep looking at random guys that
1: Yeah, and they they do actually like converge guns drawn, like quietly so no one notices on this one dude. Like
0: guys in a, like guns in a folder, like they're about to tranquilize Swede Mason.
1: Yeah, and like they, Jack gets just over his shoulder and like, and then sees that he's playing solitaire and just goes, "Fuck!" Yeah. Like, like walks off. It's
0: genuinely wonderful because they then do like they look around like, "Oh great, who else looks a little bit weird?" Uh, and they, they, I think they, they find a second guy, and it's not him. But then Jack makes eye contact with Marwan.
1: Marwan, who
0: has the
1: most obvious, I am melting down nuclear reactors, uh, like, ass program open. Like,
0: like, motherfucker, as soon as you make eye contact with Jack Bauer from across the room, alt-tab to Solitaire.
1: Yeah, he's like, uh, so the interface looks like, um, like
0: DEF CON. Yeah, it, it looks like you're playing, um, like a nuclear version of Plague, Inc. Yeah. It's so Defcon. But hey, yeah. hey! If I if I understood video games, I'd make references to them. Anyway, so um, there's
1: very a very video game heavy block, as I said.
0: There's a Hitman bit later that oh, you're gonna love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. So meanwhile, um, well, actually, you know, so Marwan realizes that he's been made because
1: Jack is making
0: evil faces
1: over the <laughs> over the cubicle where you can just
0: see his eyes. Yeah. He, this is when he comes around the corner, looming and just doing the kubrick stare but like you can still see his mouth and his mouth um it is a frown it mm. is not even it's not even a frown it is an upside down smile yeah like he like and, like cuz if you turn a frown upside down you don't get a smile you get something that's you know just kind of mildly curved up turn mm. turn a smile upside down you get like a sinister scowl and yeah. so um Marwan just stands up very slowly and they're still looking at each other like that bit it pulls with- pulls a gun out from under, yeah. under some paper. It's like that bit with Mac and Charlie looking at each other across the restaurant in Always Sunny. And except if Charlie had then started shooting a gun over his head to make everyone panic and ran away.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jack chases uh, Tony, uh, like, not Cur- Tony, fucking
0: Curtis. Cur- Curtis sits down and Edgar, like, um, walks him through uh but... He's like he's locked it and and and
1: and um, Edgar goes okay so there's probably a hotkey for this because he worked on the project
0: yeah so we, yeah we know is... that Marwan designed this
1: Marwan thing designed the override box that melts the reactors down. So that the, kind of makes sense. It's yeah. like the death star problem of like oh you just leave a port that you can drop some photon torpedoes down to blow up the whole thing.
0: Yeah. And yeah, then, he built it. Yeah, he he's like why why would you have an override that could nuke the entire United States of America? And the answer is because this is your plan because you know, because
1: you pretend to be an engineer who like wants to avoid yeah, you're a meltdown. Yeah, you're a so you agent. Make, Yeah. Like, okay, fair enough.
0: All right. Um, and Edgar is perfect tech support.
1: Yeah, so so what's Cause... happened is he's locked the program because he's designed it. So he's used a hidden hotkey. And and <laughs> Edgar basically goes, Okay, try all of the function keys. And then when, when you hit one that's like close, something might light up. So he hits like F five and he's like, Okay, something lit up. Try Shift F five. Nope, try Shift Escape F five. There we go, that's got it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But it's like Edgar is so patient, but is so clearly dealing at something so below his pay grade. Because his pay grade is hacking into an override and stopping it, not telling someone how to work the UI.
1: Yeah, and then and then Edgar just pulls everything, like pulls the meltdowns.
0: Yeah, like Ed- Edgar. Sick. Edgar
1: has stopped a hundred and seven nuclear reactors. Sorry, I think it's a hundred
0: and five out of a hundred and six. If it was a oh, It's me- a
1: lot. Like it's over a hundred yeah. reactors from melting down. The boy has like saved the fucking day,
0: and he's done this like ninety minutes after his mum killed herself after hanging up the phone to him.
1: Yeah, like what a fucking guy! It like we- we've been debating an employee of the month award <laughs> yeah. for CTU for like the agent that actually does something, and
0: uh, Edgar wins. It's like pretty much we decided to come up with with this award. Because we feel that Edgar is so underappreciated yeah. by the show.
1: What the fuck? He rules.
0: Um, again, I call Edgar the boy. He is... I'm so glad that Trin has also adopted him.
1: I but love him so much. We, he's actually competent. Yeah,
0: we're going to co-parent this he's guy. He's doing like way more than Jack is. Well, he's, we're going to co-parent him, but it's going to be that kind of thing where you, when you talk about your kid, you're like, sometimes, I wonder who's teaching who. Mm. And the answer is he's teaching us. He's teaching us how to save the United States. CTU could genuinely just
1: be Edgar and Jack, and they would get more done. Because they wouldn't have to run anything by
0: Driscoll. Yeah, well, Driscoll has gone, I'm going to go home now.
1: Yeah, so you know that prediction
0: we made about Driscoll's daughter? Yep, there you go, off she off she fucks. Uh, and this is when I start remembering. So you got Jack running around an office, and I was thinking, that's, yeah, I, I thought in the, the arse end of season two, there, there was a bit where they were running around in an office... And I was surprised that it wasn't exactly how I remembered. Mm. And that's because we've really started to hit the um the thematic parallels. Uh this okay, we're halfway through we're about, you know, maybe two-thirds of the way through what was gonna be the episode, and we've just hit hour twelve. And we've been jogging because everything that happens from this point on is mad and dumb, and Okay. Well, Jack finds a body in the office and he realizes that Marwan has done the hitman thing and killed a guy and swapped clothes with him He has just enough time to say he's impersonating a CTU officer before we cut to a CTU officer doing the uh-oh, he's right behind me, isn't he? As he looks over his shoulder and the guy behind him is Marwan dressed in full SWAT gear that he's apparently put on in five minutes with the most shit-eating grin you've ever seen? It's so good. He's like the spy from TF2. Uh, he's like, I'm right behind you.
1: I was joking. It's just the hitman thing. And then like the se- and then he does the like fake surrender thing where like he knocks the guy's hand away and, like, shoots him in the stomach repeatedly. He does the Hitman thing. He's playing Hitman. He should know better than to... This is the other thing is, right? Why is he there? Why didn't he just, like, put on the uniform and walk out?
0: Why would you join up on a guy in formation? Yeah,
1: surely the guy knows his partner. So, like, what is he doing? And also, if he is playing by Hitman rules, surely you avoid the guy in the same uniform. That's, like, rule number one. Uh, well...
0: We know someone that... He's the
1: only guy that's going to know you, and it actually tracks here. Like,
0: it's... Because the guy immediately notices him. The guy immediately goes, oh, I better look at my partner. Wait a second, it you're at... supposed to be here. Yeah, then instantly, like, it's halfway between um, Hitman and Among Us.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <Because he's... laughs> the guard just hits the... <laughs> Emergency
0: <laughs> meeting. Uh, but Marwan successfully manages to um, get a no vote, and he he, he just... He legs it out. He's yeah. yeah um. So he just killed that
1: guard for fun. Like thematically, he just like he just did that because it was funny. Yeah, I think like which is is great. Like that. Uh, thank you. I'm so glad that they gave us that bit. I assumed we were going to get a sequence of him like stalking the halls, taking them out one yeah. by one. But no, he just leaves. He yeah. could have just done that all along. He just decided to kill another guard because it was fun.
0: So at this point, um, yeah. So at this point, that Driscoll goes home, having stopped all the meltdowns because she's stopping the meltdowns like as Edgar's going through it. And they're like, hey, the clinic, they want you. And they're like, it can wait. I sure hope that this won't end up being some kind of dramatic reveal. Yeah, uh, and then she so, goes to
1: the clinic and finds the,
0: so that so the that, daughter that, has killed herself. So yeah. that, that's when Tony takes over.
1: Handled very sensitively, I might add, uh, by the writers of 24.
0: But I can't tell if you're being serious or not. No, I'm not at yeah. all. Like, <laughs> like We see her like bleeding on the floor and like... Ugh. Um well, so, uh, Tony is now in charge. Curtis is not happy with this.
1: Cause... Well, you wouldn't be,
0: right? Like, but Tony gets
1: because promoted... Tony doesn't even
0: technically work there. Yeah,
1: Tony gets promoted because he asks Heller, right? And Heller is a uh, a Republican and therefore racist as hell. Um, I mean, they don't cause... say so in the show, cause... but I mean, let's be honest. Curtis... This is
0: why it happens. Because <laughs> yeah, Curtis, if we if we haven't mentioned, um, he is a, a a fellow of a black persuasion. And, I okay, I will say, say what you will about Tony. If Tony had been at the office building instead of Curtis, his racial profiling, his storied <laughs> talents in racial profiling would have found Marwan immediately, because it's even his specific subsection. Oh, God, it is. We find out that Marwan spent a few years in England. In London? Yeah, and they say, well, maybe he was radicalised there, maybe he was radicalised before. That's enough for Tony to just start frothing. Yeah. Tony Fucking... Would have, Tony, with Wood- the
1: writers of 24 and doing the Finsbury Park Mosque bit, what what?
0: Oh, you know um, occasionally now this might be a little bit of a um, uh, this might be a little bit of a grody thing, so if you're particularly sensitive, maybe skip forward 30 seconds. Uh, you know sometimes you will see that there's someone online who will repeatedly, for an audience hammer nails through their dick, and you're like, <laughs> "Why are you doing this?") <laughs> Okay. And they're like, it's all I know how to do.
1: <laughs> That's not where I thought you were gonna go with
0: this. Yeah. The 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 writers of twenty-four are there with a nail in one hand, a hammer in the other, and you know they're they're out, you know, half they're out half chub on the table. And we the audience, we're going, We don't Stop, stop! Yeah, we don't we don't need you to do this. And they're saying, We didn't do it quite right the first time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do it again. I...
0: Uh, it, it's one man, one twenty-four hour period. It's,
1: uh, it's I'm slightly crying at that comparison.
0: Uh, <laughs> remember to recommend the podcast to your friends, please. Uh, uh. Um, Christ. Well, Tony is he's the boss until someone else takes over, and uh, Jack now goes with Paul, Audrey's husband. To uh, to McLern and Forster, because Edgar's found out that Marwan worked for McLennan and Forster. McLennan and Forster designed the override. There's maybe something on his files there. So they and Paul sold them the software they use for their security. So he's going to be able to you know to get through it.
1: Very connected, this fella. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. Uh, and on the drive over, Paul does go. I don't think you're stealing my wife. And Jack's just sort of like. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Cool.
0: Yeah, he's like, I'm still gonna try and win her back, and Jack is almost like, no, don't email your wife.
1: I think Jack handles it fairly well. He's fairly secure. He's like, well, you do that, man.
0: Yeah, that may, that may the best man win, because let's be honest, Paul, it ain't I, gonna be you. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't see you being a recurring guest star. Mm. <laughs> I've seen where your name is in the credits. <laughs> uh, and uh, they arrive as. <laughs> McClennan, the CEO of McClellan Forster, uh he's told by like their fixer, like security guy. Yeah, everything that happened today was a plan by one of our employees. You know, if this gets out, it will ruin the company. Like we will go on to, like we could even be in prison for this.
1: If we sold weapons to terrorists. Yeah, no. We on... invented weapons for terrorists, yeah, yeah. as it, it turns it's out. Un-
0: it's unclear when they say we sold weapons to terrorists. If that is just an unrelated thing that they also did. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Because it feels like, as they were writing the episode, presumably this episode was was written in real time. Written, filmed, and edited in real time. Um, Oh yeah, we could explain away, you know, that he was a sleeper sleeper agent. But uh, Unforgivable, uh, we sold weapons to terrorists. Uh, They say, okay, well, Paul sets up, jacks over his shoulder like a really annoying backseat gamer, and uh, he starts saying, like they're they're watching him go through all of their systems, and anytime he starts going somewhere that might have incriminating files, they're deleting it ahead of him. You know, Which,
1: why not just delete the incriminating files?
0: Ah, because how else would you know that you'd be getting it just before he did it? You know maybe he'd get to one you weren't about to delete. yeah um it it makes sense if you're an idiot, uh, and it's as... like
1: one of the board games from the minigame oh
0: uh, sorry, the mini, the mini, games mini games from the board game. Like yes, the twenty-four DVD board game. uh, If you're new with season four, look through the episode descriptions to find where we describe it because it's fucking, it's it's mentalist.
1: Yeah, it's it's it is the exact kind of vibe. Like you get like two little like cameras. They're watching um, Jack and. um, it, it's obviously, fil- it's obviously filmed. It's obviously filmed in an office, which yeah. is also like the board game. Yeah, they're watching them go closer to the files, and they're going and deleting it. Like it's the exact. It's exactly the kind of thing that they would do in the board game.
0: Um, they, they think well, it's possible they might still get something, so we have a plan B. Plan B. Now this is suddenly I remembered what their plan B was, and. Oh yeah, yeah. Trin... I uh, that was like in, was involved with some stuff at the time, but uh, I had to very explicitly tell Trin that the the last fifteen minutes of this episode are non negotiable, full attention. Because they, this
1: is like this is like season two on Acid.
0: Because they say like, these guys, in order to cover up having accidentally employed a sleeper agent, they will. Intentionally detonate an EMP to get rid of their computer records.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they're just going to EMP, detonate the EMP that they have in the basement.
0: In, no, it, in downtown Los Angeles, it. And they just. Uh, Paul finds something. So they just call up the guy and they're like, hey, we're going to fire the EMP. And he says, we're not down for any tests. And they say, not a test. You know, keep the shielding uh, I, out. Yeah. And that guy just goes along with it. I don't know what they're paying this man. But it's clearly too much.
1: Yeah, yeah, you said, like, like, I don't think if my boss told me to fire an EMP with no justification that I would do it.
0: It is... This guy is the ultimate jobs worth.
1: I mean... Okay, so maybe you would, if there had recently been a meltdown, and you assume it might have some kind of connection to that, and you don't really want to question it. Like, maybe you consider that you might be trying to knock out the um, computer systems
0: on a power plant nearby or something. I would ask at least one follow-up question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Especially because um well i think it is wait they've had
1: this fucking emp here the whole time why didn't they consider using that they could have knocked the power plants offline the whole time
0: uh because the range is only a couple of blocks move it. Is it like
1: one of those ones that's like cemented into the the cellar of your
0: well we see it and it's kind of a, a imagine like a borg cube crossed with the engine room of um the event horizon yeah, it, it like it glows green, but the specific type of green glow that kind of makes it look like set dressing from a laser tag arena. Yeah, so,
1: actually, having said that, this is one of those EMPs that literally is cemented into the basement of like a building. You have to construct it in the target area, otherwise, it's useless to you. Yeah, like
0: they're only testing it there. Um, and yeah, the the guy just in the very easily sets it up, nonchalantly walks out, and let's try and let's try and unpack this birthday present. Yeah, mm-hmm. like let's pass this parcel around. They're worried that there will be evidence that they hired a terrorist. Yep. Now, they, the guy that... And they say, hey, if we destroy all the records, they'll think Marwan set off the EMP. Well, what if that guy that just goes, yeah, I actually... I set off the EMP because they called me. Yeah,
1: yeah, I got a phone call. Um,
0: Have they forgotten that he exists? Oh, then again, these are CEOs. Yeah. There's a CEO, a vice president, and then like a threatening-looking bald man Mm. who... I don't know if that's, like, a specific role in a company, but every company seems to have at least one. Mm. Um,
1: So, yeah.
0: And and if your company doesn't have one, you're it. (laughs) Oh! Hey! Um, And, yeah, they say it's going to take 10 minutes to go off, and that's with, like, 14 minutes to go in the episode, so we're like, well, Jack's not going to stop it in time. He, He sneaks his way through the building and does the most... It's like he's playing Thief 2. It's like he's playing Hitman. It's like he's playing Dishonored and is on like a, a ghost-only no-kills run. <laughs> because he just pulls a pen out of nowhere like he's a fucking up-close magician. Like he then... Because all the electricity is going fucky. Mm. Like, everywhere. You know, the phone taps that the CTU have tried to put in, they've started to go out, like, the, the lights are fuzzing... They can't get a radio connection uh, while it's charging up. And so and, the, and yeah, CTU
1: are like, oh, it's probably an EMP they've yep. got in the basement. Uh, yeah.
0: And so Jack throws a pen. He magics a pen, and then he throws the pen. Well, no, he doesn't magic a pen. He withdraws it from his inventory. Yeah, yeah. As any Agent 47 would. And you see two guards hear the sound of a pen hit the floor. Yeah, they go, huh? yeah and they go, what was that? And they both walk down in unison to investigate it. At which point, Jack then just punches them from around a corner. Yeah. It is... He did do that to Na'vi. He's developing a new move. This is his own... This whole season is Kiefer Sutherland aggressively trying to get the role of Solid Snake.
1: Oh my god, it is!
0: Like it... Well, he beats the goddamn hell out of these chaps and gets to the EMP just in time to not get the, the shielding closed, we get an incredibly funny thing where he, he starts getting the shielding in and then he starts trying to push it and he, he's, like, kind of pushing it and part being pulled along the floor by it as it's retracting yeah. into the wall and he goes, Aah!
1: and then just a big flash of light and that's the end of the episode.
0: Oh no, not quite.
1: Wait, is it not? What?
0: Because the EMP goes off. Oh yeah. And then you see everyone kind of freaking out about an EMP going off and it takes off blocks and the 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 vp of being sinister from the company he chases down paul with a gun because paul was just able to print off some of the some of the stuff but he can't decrypt it so it's meaningless if he can't get it back to headquarters effectively them saying hey yes, yeah, so if you want a MacGuffin for the next couple of episodes the print out mm. uh, so he gets caught or he gets get cornered by um, by sinister baldman that's his name sinister baldman mm. uh back at ctu the secretary heller tells uh, tells tony that they were able to find someone to take over that has relevant experience
1: <laughs> oh shit yeah this is the... okay yeah
0: and i'm 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 looking around do we have the 24 in our pocket nearby
1: uh yes it's here
0: because our dramatic finish for the episode where an emp goes off and destroy and like takes out all of the power In several blocks of downtown Los Angeles is Tony seeing his new boss. And that boss is Michelle from the other season. And Hella says, do you know this woman? And Tony says, yeah, I used to be married to her. Because 24 realizes the height of drama is being a wife guy. (laughs) It's so like... I would, it's, well, we were saying that I, um, I have
1: egg on my face because I was like, "Well, they clearly just couldn't get Michelle back, I guess." Like, and no, I guess that I guess they uh, I guess they did. Uh, fair enough.
0: But yeah, um, Tony, as a wife man, we're again okay, twenty four is really kind of doing a greatest hits at this point. Yeah, like, it has a greatest hits without any sort of you know n- NorCal mammals. Mm. Like, introduce. Okay, I don't remember the last few episodes of this, which I thought that I did. Uh, when, I, when I started watching season five, which is one of the things that um, catalyzed this podcast, seeing how silly season five was. Um, how much sillier can it fucking be? Episode one of season five is going to get the biggest reaction out of you okay. that right, anything right, no, has ever right, done okay. in this entire but, show.
1: But, like, I thought season two was ridiculous, right? And in season two, they had um, essentially two plots, right? Like, they had the the... The nuke, and then the defense contractors, which what, are boring. What? And then in this, so far they've had the kidnapping of the de- uh, the secretary of defense, um, a, a train bombing, um, like uh, the fucking
0: the, the meltdowns, the meltdowns. Now ethnic profiling in an office,
1: uh, and now like uh, something, and now an EMP. And, and clearly, something else is afoot because, like, Marwan is still on the loose. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah like he's got something else planned. Yeah, yeah
0: and there's, so there's something happening at an air force base.
1: Yeah, and... Th- this
0: this whole time, the president has been flying around in Air Force One.
1: Oh, oh, for fuck's
0: sake! Yeah, see, I don't remember the end of this season because when I started watching season five, they're like, "Well, you know, as you know," and they mentioned something, and I was like, "As they what?" <laughs> Like, this is
1: so fucking stupid. Like this is there's enough plot in this one to have filled all of the other seasons
0: combined. This is see now
1: I see what you mean now about how I won't miss Kim so much because they just have replaced Kim with like
0: with more they've replaced Kim with an plot. EMP. Yeah, like if Kim could explode like wiping out every electronic device in downtown Los Angeles, then yes, it would have been a loss to lose but, Kim.
1: Okay, let's also Let's just retread. Actually, then, again,
0: then again, we've never seen Kim explode. We don't That's know what true. she can
1: do. We've um let's retread what we've had this season. Right? So we've had that they did in season two also. So we have a we have the abusive father in, in Navi and Gary.
0: Can I tell you something as well? Uh very quickly, one of the guys that is with um I can't remember exactly which guy it is. I'll I'll look it up, I'll try, I'll tell you next episode. Uh, you know when they go undercover in the mosque in season two?
1: Yes, unfortunately, yeah. You know that
0: there's you know a mosque greeter, as there is. The actor that was the mosque greeter is in season four, playing what is presumed to be a different character. Oh no! But that character's bio says that he was a member of Second Wave, the terrorist organization. So feasibly, it could even be the same dude. Fuck's
1: sake! Oh my god. Okay, yeah. So we have we have like bad dad. We have um
0: reprehensible dad, yeah.
1: People melting, and then and the nukes. We have um sinister defense contract. Yeah, well a nu- we have a nuclear
0: threat by an Islamic fundamentalist group that then segues in
1: to a defense contract with kind of Yeah, saying, yeah, to like you know a military well, like, mil- season two it was oil, but
0: yeah, a military industrial complex.
1: Yeah. Um but- We have um people running around we have a fucking gas station being held up
0: we have people uh running around in a darkened downtown los angeles after a presumably nucle- coming up after a nuclear panic now yeah. I'm, I'm gonna pull behind the curtain and say that yeah those lights are gonna stay off for a wee bit
1: yeah like that. and the, ooh,
0: people are gonna want that printout yeah yeah it's
1: it's it's the
0: same fucking I, thing remember in season two when there was the chip inside yeah, yeah. inside the tunnel snake
1: yeah yeah and that was what they were all chasing
0: yeah imagine that but it's a printout yeah Every time in seasons one and two, you were saying, well, season one, really, and in the first half of season two, you're going, there just isn't enough plot here. And I was like, your cup will runneth over with plot. <laughs> you will yearn for the days when we, you would... You'd... Can you remember in season one, when it was literally just about assassinating one yeah, guy who might senator, become president? <laughs> a senator. The stakes ratchet That's up. A...
1: Wait, he wasn't even the Democratic presidential candidate. He He was was just—he was a Democrat in the running for it. Yeah, like
0: like, this is power creep. It's like how you know, by your fifth D and D session, you're killing God. Yeah. uh, Spoiler twenty-four. Spoiler warning for the villain of um, season five. (laughs) It is the Judeo-Christian God. Oh. Uh, By the start of the season, they confirm that Hell is real, and by the end of the season, um, they kill God and end it. It's.
1: Oh, oh, we're gonna get the plot from that other film that was recommended to us um, after we did Twenty Twenty Five, which is the plot about uh, that we watched the trailer for, and we were like, "Well, that looks fucking." Assassin
0: awesome. Thirty Three A.D. Yeah, with the like um, where, where Muslim terrorists go back in time to kill Jesus before the resurrection to prove that he was never like divine.
1: Yeah, he was a, he was remembered as a prophet, but not a, like not not the son of God is like the line in the trailer. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, that's stupid." Um, the worst thing is, and also, I feel it, like it, if it, I was going to assassinate Jesus, I'd wait until after he resurrected and then fucking get him.
0: I know because that's proof that he was. Yeah, but I mean, you do
1: it before you do it before anyone realizes he's resurrected. Because I feel like if you that, shoot him before he resurrects, that's you know he's still gonna resurrect. No, I, I,
0: yeah, because like, if you shoot him like like while he's on the way to doing the cross, and even so, like thirty three A D, look up the trailer. Uh, Assassin thirty three A D, look up the trailer. It's bonkers. And it Uh,
1: seems to have won an awful lot of awards, which I'm not sure I
0: believe. uh, My favorite part of the trailer is where one of the um, Christian guys that goes back in time to stop them, uh, Jesus falters uh, while doing the Stations of the Cross, and this guy then takes the cross for Jesus.
1: Oh, God, I missed that. Fucking hell. We might have to do that.
0: No, the the worst part of all of it is I actually have a script outline that is like a less racist version of that. (laughs) But oh, yeah. but it's a comedy.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot about this.
0: Yeah, like um local teens kill god. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um one of my what
1: I think it would be a really good. I think potentially if you did that whole plot line but it was with like um like edgy atheists, it would be a really it would be a really fun thing.
0: You could oh, you you could do it where there's like three different groups all going after him. Like you know, you <laughs> know like kind of a cannonball run. Oh no. So, okay. If it, copyright, copyright, copyright. Like uh, copyright what what year is it? 2022 by me. Mm. I'm going to pending. Uh, I'm going to call my attorney. Um by my attorney, I'm going to mean I'm going to have Trin wheel in a dead guy, show me his face and I'm going to go, "Oh, I don't want one anymore." <laughs> well, let's get back to it, shall we?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, it's been a hell of an episode block. I, I don't know only, where we go from here.
0: Only two damnits.
1: Yeah. It's hour 12. Again, 24 should be, like, 16. It should be called 16, because no, there's no way they keep this up.
0: You say this. Oh, no. I...
1: Again, I, I can't... There's no way in hell. They're running out of leads and, like, shit that they could do. This That's... is going to be a completely separate second act, no, no, isn't now, it? Now, it's going to be a completely separate second act of nonsense. Now,
0: Trin, I can remember... what well, at the start of Season 5, they mentioned something that happens, like, towards the end of this day, and it involves a group that we haven't even heard hinted at.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake. That we haven't
0: even mentioned throughout the entirety of this podcast.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake. It's a second-act villain. They're doing Far Cry
0: 3 again. But I don't know how they factor in. I don't remember that at all. This is going to be new to me.
1: Okay. All right, let's go. I'm excited to see where the fuck this goes now.
0: Until next time. Party, people. It's getting on it. Um, yeah, and... The fact that Trin is actually having an okay time watching this,
1: I—oh no, it's insane. It's, it's oh,
0: no one would call this. I think at this point, no one would call it good. I think the first couple of seasons of Twenty Four, you could argue, have a level of quality to them.
1: No, you couldn't. But okay, no, but this is but this is a hundred percent jumping the shark at this point.
0: This is this is wonderful schlock. Yeah. By wonderful, I mean you look at it and you are like, I wonder how this got made.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay, right, let's continue.
0: Yes, um, we will see you, provided no more hospitals problems happen. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, knowing what's coming up, it's possible that Trent may just stop beating me with the controller.
1: I think I might laugh myself to death.
0: Don't stop the party.